keep focused, keep honing in on your skills, don't give up. Hey guys, welcome back to the Currently Bossing Podcast, powered by The Boss Up Inc. On this podcast, we discuss all things relating to career, social media, influencer marketing, and what it really takes for you to create your mark in today's digital landscape. I'm your host, Brittany Nicole, founder and CEO of The Boss Up Inc. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Currently Bossing Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Nicole, founder and CEO of The Boss Up Inc. Today, we're chatting with Vanessa Koger, the Associate Social Content Strategist on Refinery29 sub-brand, Unbothered. While only being at the company for a little over a year, she has contributed to the growth and increase in following of the brand. She has produced and hosted the Quarantine and Chill live series, as well as written articles that cover fashion and entertainment. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. I am really excited because I feel like you're going to just like give us so much insight, not just about social media, but just also how to protect your mental health. Well, like as like work a person working in social media and learning how to disconnect. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on. <laughs> and I'm so excited to have you. Um, I always love to start with this question just so that our audience and our listeners can kind of just like get a sense of who you are. But can you start by telling us more about you and your career journey? Oh, girl, it's, it's all over the map. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I... I want to like start back from college years because this is pretty much how I like came into, I guess, my career path, shall I say. I want to say 2016, 2017, I started interning with College Fashionista, which is a remote internship. I started off as a writer, like we all do. (laughs) Um, But as that company was starting to grow, they started to venture out into different things within media, which was social media. And I was like, okay, I'm always on my phone. I'm always on Instagram anyway. Like, let me learn a little bit more about, you know, pretty much having a career in social media. So my overall passion has always been in the fashion industry. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but from previous um, internships, I knew I did not want to do anything like wholesale because I just thought that was like retail on a luxury level. One year I wanted to be like a stylist and then that was very short lived. (laughs) So I was kind of like all over the map and there was so many things that you can do within the fashion industry um, because I studied fashion merchandise. It was kind of like, okay, where do I want to go? But one thing, for sure was that I was always on my phone and I was always on Instagram. I'm like, okay, if there's a career path in this lane, let me see what's it about. Um, So I became a social media fellow there. And um, once I graduated in 2018, I was just looking for jobs and nothing was coming through. Um, I kind of went through a little bit of a depression as well, because I'm like, tag, I got this degree and nobody's trying to hire me. Like, what's wrong with me? And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I interned for uh, Curly Girl Collective, and they actually host this big event every summer, which is um, Curl Fest. And I had a blast. (laughs) Like, I just learned so much within social media. They actually trusted me to pretty much lead their social media channel, their Instagram, which which has a huge following. It's even bigger now. And... I just remember like, okay, I really want to do this. So I just kept applying to jobs. I didn't get anything. But one thing that I did do was 
keep honing in on my skills. So I like started my website. I was actually like helping some of my friends kind of build up their social media following. Anything that had to do with social media, I was doing it. It was for free, but it was like, if I'm not, if I don't have a job right now, at least I'm preparing myself for, you know, that opportunity. And that opportunity ended up actually being R29. Um, <laughs> or Friday 29. I use, always use the acronym, but <laughs> I started off on their main page and doing the style page. And then I kind of like moseyed my way over to the Unbothered page, which is currently the channel that I'm on now. And I just love it. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much my story. It was all over the place, but I'm kind of happy that I got here and really enjoy what I'm doing because not only am I working in social media, but I also get to service black women yep. and I'm a black woman. So I connect with the content that we're putting out there. I'm really excited that you said that mostly about like how you talked about the trajectory of your career and you just figuring out what you like versus like what you don't like. And I feel like that's kind of like something that you should do, like as a post-college grad or even like while still in college, you should be figuring out, all right, I want to intern here. Let's see how I like it. I know for me, I was a journalism uh, communication major. And so I was like, all right, I think I want to work in radio. No, I don't want to work in radio. I think I want to work for the news. No. So it's just like figuring that out. So as you transition in now in your current role as a social content strategist for R29 Unbothered, talk to us a little bit about what that job consists of, just in case somebody might not know. Yeah. So it's kind of all in the words. <laughs> so I'm putting together content and I'm also like putting together strategy for the content that we're putting out. So a lot of our posts are regrams of other talented people, you know, posts or just anything that we feel like our girl relates to. Yeah. So it's all about knowing your brand, the tone and like what they represent. And then, you know, putting together a feed or just different videos or photos and putting it together that, you know, your audience is going to relate to. And also too, it comes down to like the captions and the copy and what you say and how you talk to your audience. Um, so I do a little bit of that. I also do producing. Um, when we first went into quarantine, I was trying to think of ways that like, okay, we're not in the office, we're not in the studio, talent can't come in and we can't do our original like IG story series. So how can we flip that and also give our audience that kind of intimate um, moment with celebrity talents that we have coming in. Mm -hmm. And I started quarantine and chill lives, which were a hit <laughs> for a little bit <laughs> because it was like, okay, we're all home and stuff. And I'm like, we still have to get the work done. So that was fun to come up with and to produce with my team. Yeah. Um, I do a little bit of writing. I kind of do a little bit of everything. And that's the beauty of it is that like, I have the opportunity to like dip my foot over here, dip my foot over there. Um, and it all comes together. But the main thing with my job is just coming up with strategy and putting out amazing content that our audience can relate to. And so I'll give you guys like a little bit of my day to day. <laughs> right now it's pretty boring because we're home. But the first thing that I do is look at my emails. I'm always having emails because whether it's from my team and we have to set up meetings yeah. um, because we're putting like a package or so or an event idea that we have that we want to bring to life, usually talking to uh, different talents PR team and seeing how we can work with them, whether that be editorial. And if it is going to be editorial, how can we translate that into like a social story? So usually I like to flip our editorial our editorial articles into IG stories so that our audience can like swipe up and go read that article that we did 
with um, a celebrity talent or just anything. So I'm usually just always in my emails <laughs> and always on meetings right now and just just coming up with different strategies and just different ways to like, I don't know, share refreshing new content with our audience because we are growing and we're growing fast. So it's like, how can we keep our core audience happy, but also to like give them something new to enjoy on our platform as well? Yeah, I feel like um, in the beginning, when you first mentioned about how you pitch different and innovative ideas to your team, there are a lot of people who are in these positions that they truly enjoy, but they're actually scared to pitch new ideas or they feel like they have imposter syndrome. And who am I to pitch this idea? So what is some advice that you would give for someone to kind of like continue to combat that? Because I feel like uh, imposter syndrome is something that you have to continuously work at. But how do you get to a place where you feel confident in your ideas and what you bring to the table? Honestly, as someone who <laughs> battles imposter syndrome and sometimes second guess myself, one thing that has worked for me personally is any idea I have, I write it down. We usually have like a team meeting every Thursday where our manager asks us individually what we're working on. And that's usually the time that I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell my manager what I'm working on this week, what I got done, what I accomplished. And then I'm going to throw in the idea right. and see how they react to it or just get feedback from my team. And that is usually how I've been able to combat it. And I, as time went on, I've actually gotten more comfortable <laughs> that now I'll be in a Slack channel. Like guys, I came up with this, like what y'all think? Like, Oh, this is what's trending on Twitter right now. Or, this is a hot topic that's going around. Like how can we do such and such on our platform? How can we talk about it in a refreshing way and not seem repetitive mm -hmm. and stuff? So in the beginning, I was just writing down my ideas and just like, okay, we have team meetings where I have to talk and that's my time to like share with my team, with my manager, like not only what I'm doing to contribute to the team and the work that we're doing, but also what new fresh ideas I have or been thinking about or pondering on. So I would say definitely write it down. If you have one-on-ones with your manager or you have team meetings, if team meetings don't, if you don't feel too comfortable saying it in front of your whole team, whenever you have one-on-ones with your manager, that's definitely the time for you to kind of like let down um, your guard in a sense, because you're having that one-on-one -on -one with the person that is supposed to champion you on and supposed to hear what you're, what you're doing and what you're saying and supposed to be in your corner. So I would definitely say utilize that one-on-one -on -one with your manager or, you know, your day-to-day -day boss, like, hey, this is what I've been thinking. What do you think? Or how, or from my idea, how can we make it possible or come to life in a sense? Mm -hmm. So true. And then always, like, I feel like for the people who are on your team, too, is like creating a space where they feel comfortable doing that and making sure that as a manager, you are, you know, holding that space to where you're your team can come to you and with fresh ideas and they can be comfortable to share that with you. So I love that you said that. Yeah. As far as community building, the different initiatives that you put together for R29 Unbothered, they have to deal with, you know, building, continuing to pour into your community and building engagement. What would you say to brands and creators who are kind of struggling to connect with their audience, especially during this time of, you know, having to kind of pivot there may be social strategy post-COVID um, and really lean into other things. The first thing is, and I know this is kind of cliche and everyone says it, is just be authentic. There's so many times that I've gone into our brand deck, like just to remind my own self of what our tone of voice is and what our mission is to do. Because sometimes, you know, with 
the negative news and everything that's been happening within the past year, it can get a little hazy. Whereas like you want to continue to share the news and because at the end of the day, we are a news outlet. Like, yes, we post our good, you know, feeling uh, posts and everything. But at the end of the day, we still have to share that heavy, hard hitting news. And it's even hard for me sometimes to like have to go and post that because I have to I feel like I always have to be on in a sense where I'm I'm giving you factual um, facts (laughs) and, you know, sourcing through like what's true and what's not and being able to share that in a way that our audience can learn and just be in the know about what's going on, but also to creating that safe space for your audience. And that's something that we usually do a lot. Like we'll give you the facts, but at the end, if you ever read like our captions, it'll always say like, use our comment section as a safe space to just go off and tell us how you feel or just get whatever you're feeling off your chest. Like that's what our comment space is. So creating that community and creating that space is definitely important to your audience and and is what's going to keep them coming back because they're like dag like they really hear from me like they may we may not always be able to respond back mm-hmm. but we'll like comment and like you know like we see you and yep. like we feel where you're coming from so definitely creating that space for your audience to share with you and engage with you is top important <laughs> I I agree 100 percent. And as a person who works in social, I feel like, you know, when you're creating that safe space and you're presenting like, you know, facts about what's going on in our society and then just trying to be that resource for other black women and women of color to kind of just like give themselves grace and like, but also like inform them. So, yeah, end of the day, though. It's like you have to learn how to take a step back and take care of your mental health, Um, because reading those comments, it's like it can make you feel a way like knowing that you touch someone or knowing that someone doesn't agree. So how do you disconnect from the social world or attempt to like at the end of your day to make sure you're not overly infused into it at the point where you're not taking care of your mental health? Yeah, (laughs) I'm so glad you brought this up because (laughs) I, since I'm usually mostly on the page a lot, I read the comments a lot. (laughs) And sometimes it it can be a lot from just when, I don't know, it's two two points for me. So I'll start off with like saying, dealing with heavy, hard hitting news. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I just have to like close my phone (laughs) and I'll tell my team and my manager like, hey, I need a screen break. It's going to be an hour because like, it's just too much to deal with. And then another side is that is when we post something and then our audience maybe doesn't agree or doesn't react to it. Or I like to say their energy is sometimes negative. (laughs) I'm usually like, okay, how can I'll go to my uh, teammates and I'll be like, how can I respond where I'm not taking it personal? Cause I'm someone too, since I'm always on the page at a point, it starts to feel personal. I'm like, dad, like, I'm a black woman behind this account. And you may have not seen my face. But I feel what you're saying. Because maybe what we posted, it maybe it didn't hit the mark right then and there. But like, dad, you don't got to be so hard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Usually, I'll just be like, uh, I need help responding. Or like, what can we say as a brand to like, get them to calm down? and stuff or or even take accountability because we're not perfect sometimes we do post things and 
it just doesn't translate in the way that we would have hoped. And we have to take accountability for our F-ups, shall I say. Yeah, I definitely agree 100%. When I used to run social for brands, I used to joke with my job and say, like, I need y'all to pay for my therapy after reading these comments because this is like a lot to take in because, you know, people don't realize that there's a person behind the account who's actually running yep. So their comments are very much not catered to that. But I think it's really just being honest with yourself and your team and saying, like, I need a break or I need you to step in with comments. But as a person, you know, there's two levels, right? Like there's, you know, yeah. being, a woman, being a woman of color and then being a woman of color who has to give herself grace to ask for help. So how do you put yourself in a position to say, like, all right, I want to ask and lean on my team for help, but I don't want them to think that I'm not capable just because I'm asking for help. Honestly, I mean, in the past, I've I've dealt. I felt I feel like I've dealt with that in a way that I just am honest yeah. um, with my. I'm overly honest <laughs> because I don't want them to ever think that I'm not capable. And but also too, I need them to know, hey, this may be my strength, but this is something that I I know I need to work on, and that's always a conversation that I'm having with my managers or just my day-to-day -day, uh, teammate where we're working together. And I'm like, hey, like, this is not my strong suit. I need your feedback. I need your opinion. Or right now my brain is fried. I can't come up with a copy or <laughs> caption for this. Like something's not resonating. Something's missing. Like, can I get your opinion? Or what do you see when you're looking at this? Um, I'm very honest and open. And before I used to not be like that. I used to keep things to myself. I used to just like, okay, I don't say anything and I just try to like figure it out and I'll be okay. But what I learned from doing that is then your manager or your teammates start to assume that, or they can see when you don't know something, they can see when you're like, kind of like on the fence about things. If you're close knit, you know what I'm saying? Or if they're paying attention, they could see that. Or sometimes too, because you kept your mouth closed and you didn't ask for that help, then it's like, later on when something happens and you really can't do it and then you actually do speak up and somebody's looking at you like tag we didn't know this or why didn't you tell us and it's kind of like then you'll start to feel worse about yourself exactly. so i've learned <laughs> from experience that it's just better off to just lay it on the table and you're on a team so they're supposed to have your back because we're all in this together <laughs> when one messes up we all mess up mm -hmm. so it's like you should feel um, empowered to ask your team for help. You should feel empowered to let them know, hey, this is not really my strength area. Like this is kind of like a weakness for me. This is something that I want to get better at. Like maybe you can have that one-on-one -on -one with your manager where you guys are coming up with steps and ways to really combat the things that you're struggling with because that's only how you get better and get stronger as a team and as a brand because you want to be able to do your job. And then also, too, your manager and your team can know that they can rely on you because you're honest and you're open and you're upfront with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Honesty is always key. Transparency is always key. And if you're not doing that with your team, then you end up building like some type of like resentment because you feel like no one's helping you when really you're not helping yourself because you're not being vocal. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So for anyone who is looking to venture off into social media, become social media strategists or social media content strategists in 2021, what would you say it takes, you know, like to for them to be strong in this position? Uh, first things first, do not take <laughs> 
anybody's comments or the audience comment personal that's something I'm still working with daily so <laughs> this is uh advice for me as well everyone <laughs> but do not take the audience comment personal it may sometimes feel personal but try to see that you know sometimes people they going through their own stuff we are in you know this panoramic as I like to call it <laughs> still and a lot of people are dealing with a lot of things that we just don't know so sometimes they do take their frustrations on platforms because it's a platform at the end of the day, even though we're people, real people behind it. Um, so don't take the audience uh, comments personal. One thing I would also add to that is just knowing yourself and knowing what you can bring to yeah. that brand that you possibly want to work for, or even if it's your own brand, what are some great qualities about yourself that you should be sharing with your audience? And how can you I don't want to say capitalize off it, but how can you showcase that in different ways with your content and what you're creating? Yeah, that's so true. Um, I actually have a sticky note in my bathroom that reminds me not to take things personally, because even if, you know, working in social, not taking comments personally, and then also not taking it personally when maybe your team doesn't think that idea is great or that is good for right now, it's like, okay, you have to move forward. You can't harp on it because then you're not going to be able to form at perform at a hundred percent. So love that yeah. you for any post-college grads who are kind of like struggling to find a job um, because of like quarantine and COVID and things like that. What advice would you yeah. have as far as like networking? Um, because it's really hard to do that. I mean, of course you can do the virtual coffee dates, but how else would you say they could kind of just like stand out a little bit more? Um, one thing I would say is Hone in on your skills. So with social media, there's so many different layers, right? Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I did when that whole like year from graduating to actually landing at Refinery29, the one thing that I focused on was like Photoshop and like Illustrator and just trying to get better with those functions. I took classes in college for that. But when I was in college, I was like, I don't need this. Like, this is kind of like hard and like, it wasn't until I was on my own and I'm like, okay, I'm applying, but okay, what are some things that I can work on that will make me a stronger candidate? So I would say honing in on things that, like your skills or what you want to get better at or what you know a little bit of, but you know, can grow in and that you can do on your own. That can also include maybe helping your friends who want to build up their social media following or their brand or because so many people are starting brands. I'm sure you guys have friends that probably is like in the beginning process and needs to market on social media or feel like they need to create that presence on social media. If you know yourself, why don't you ask them like, hey, how can I help you in like bringing your vision to life on social media? Mm -hmm. um, another way that I would say to like network with people is LinkedIn. I was like my best friend. <laughs> I was always like, adding people or um, just like, even on like Instagram and social media, I was always following somebody that was doing a job that I wanted to like do, or, you know, that was in the industry that I wanted to do. And I was just keeping up with what they were doing. And if they were like, go on like live and talk about, you know, their experience, I was always tuning into that. And then I would like DM them if they said something really interesting that resonated with me. It's just to like introduce myself to them. Um, to try to like start off that rapport because one thing too is when you're networking don't try to look at it as a way of getting something out of somebody else exactly. you want to think of it as a way of how can you if you really like connect with that person or think that what they're doing is really dope and like you 
love it in a sense, try to build a relationship with them or a rapport, shall I say, in the beginning. Try to build a rapport with them, you know, actually get to know them um, where they could be a mentor in the future or someone you could actually go to and ask questions to. So you want to build that rapport when you're networking um, with people. And then another way too, when it comes to networking, shameless plug, <laughs> you guys can join Unbothers like Facebook group. We made it like a career group Ooh. on Facebook where we now started like this mentorship program thing that Facebook has. We're still trying to figure it out, but so far it's been going pretty great. I've actually been mentoring about six different girls. We just started this month. So I did like a virtual coffee with them. Some of them were like, can you just check out my resume? Like, I'm not so sure if like the wording is good. And I just like looked at their resume or they just wanted to like get to know me and what I do at Refinery and just what I do in social media. And like, we just sat and chat on like Zoom for an hour and just talked. And I got to tell them a little bit about me. They got to tell me a little bit about themselves. So like right there, we're building that rapport. So definitely join our Facebook um, careers group where there's a lot of girls in there that is like in their career already. And then there's some that are like post-grad girls that are just trying to, you know, get their footing in the door. We're all connecting and meshing with each other. So definitely join that <laughs> as another networking um, opportunity. I love that. Um, I think that mentoring is so important. So we're going to definitely add the link in the show notes for you guys to check that out and join, um, especially during this time where you need so much guidance and there's so much of the wrong guidance. So definitely opt into that, get all the mentoring you need from them because I'm pretty sure it's amazing. Um, And then also, is there anything else that you all are, you know, currently working on or have upcoming that our girl bosses need to know of so they can opt in? Yeah, so I'm actually I've actually put together a Facebook live show type of thing in our group. So that's another reason why you guys need to join. It's coming in February where I'll actually be chatting with other entrepreneurs such as like Brittany that is like in the beginning of their career but has experience like within the industry and just getting them to like share their experience as well. You also will get to chat with some of my team members who will actually be guests on there and it'll be like a zoom where girls that's in the group they join our like facebook room because there's so many like layers to facebook shall i say <laughs> i'm still i'm still trying to figure out all the terminology and what every function does but yeah we're pretty much starting that like live show where i'm just interviewing entre- different entrepreneurs in the industry that are not really well known that's kind of in the beginning of their journey and just you know having them talk to the girls in the group about like what they went through how they got their start where they are now and just some of their goals that they can't wait to accomplish just because I think it's very important it wasn't too long ago where I was a post-grad who didn't have a job and was struggling and trying to find my way Mm -hmm. and I think it's very important for me to really give girls that's coming behind me that opportunity to let them know like hey It gets better. It may not seem like it. It may seem a struggle, but keep focus. Keep honing in on your skills. Don't give up because what's for you will not pass you by and it will definitely come to you. And that's my like daily motto. (laughs) I remember when I first got to Refinery, I was writing that on a sticky note every day and like putting it on my um, computer screen just to remind myself like it gets better. And what's for you, it will not pass you by. It will definitely come when it's time and it's it's very important that you just stay focused, 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about that. So that's something that we're definitely working on is coming in February. So definitely join our Facebook group. Um, we have a Black History Month package coming out on February 1st mm-hmm. uh, with different articles that you guys would definitely want to tune in and read and definitely follow us on our social because we only getting better yes. and bigger, y'all. <laughs> and the page is looking so good. It's always so informative and I love following yeah. And just hearing other people's stories. Um, so we know where to find R29 Unbothered. Where can we find you? Okay, so you guys can find me on Instagram. That's my baby. I'm always there. <laughs> At Vanessa J. Co. I'm also starting a YouTube channel. So definitely. <laughs> definitely stay tuned for that it's going to be a mixture of just vlogs and then like my journey as a social media strategist and content strategist and just all the things that I'm learning and just going through trial and error like I'm taking you guys on this journey and also too like the reason why I want to start this YouTube channel and why I am starting it is because I want to be able to look back 10 years later and be like dad girl you did that (laughs) like you really was out here so definitely stay tuned for that and also my channel is Vanessa J. Co. as well I love it it's like having a digital journal where you can like go back and track it so it it definitely matters. I'm so here for all the video content this year and beyond. And thank you so, so much for being on the show. Um, I'm just like really excited um, to be able to continue to see your growth and to see everything that R29 Unbothered has in store. Thank you. And I'm so happy you even had me on the show. Like I've been a fan <laughs> from the beginning and just so excited and just so happy to see your growth and the amazing things that you're doing. You're killing it and stay killing it. <laughs> And guys, I want to say that we met at an event and we stay connected on social. So don't undermine those relationships where you meet someone at an event. I know so many people you meet at events and you don't stay connected with, but stay connected because you never know how everyone's going to evolve. and how We're all going to work together eventually. So thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. If you're not already, be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Currently Bossing and The Boss Up Inc. If you love our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your rating helps us to reach other bosses like you who are ready to level up and reach their truest potential. Tune in every Monday for our newest podcast episodes. We'll talk to you then. Bye.